Island in three, two, one. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick, and we come to you each week, five days a week at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Excuse me. We are here, Daily Distraction. From all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world. Today, we come to you on a multitude of platforms, including but not limited to SoundCloud, Apple, Mixler, Spotify, ComedySchoolsRadio.com, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, and right here on Facebook Live. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals. There's something new to do, it too, right here on Facebook Live and all the other platforms. Um... The show only goes 30 minutes long. We're not trying to sell you like stuff. We don't have like sponsors trying to sell you stuff. Hi, you want a good place to buy your gold? Go on down to Republican Gold. They got gold down there that seems to be slightly more expensive, but they convince you to buy it anyway from them. You actually never see the gold. You're just buying a certificate that says you own gold. Then they go to Honduras and they sleep with small boys. Um, I don't know if it's Honduras exactly they go to. Uh, ding, 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 ding. So we don't sell you any 30. What we do is... Uh, we go 30 minutes. Here's three of the things that we do. We uh, will recommend one artist or one piece of music off our vast vinyl album, the compact disc collection, towards the end. Uh, we usually have some knick-knack or doodad or fall draw or thingamajig. Uh, memorabilia, comic book, autographed hunk of junk that we will uh, share with you visually and then try to weave a personal story around. The most important part of this program, ladies and gentlemen, are your questions and comments as we traipse through the 30 minutes. Because oftentimes, your questions and comments... Shape the tone and tenor of the show in a far more entertaining way than anything comes out of my mouth. So, um, that's all the preamble. That's our preamble. We the people. That's our we the people. Who the people? Why the people? What? The people. That's how they should have started the Declaration of Independence. What? The people? Um, that have been, you know, more up front. More up front. We the rich people. That would have been fair. Everybody wants to be rich. That's the deal in America. If you can reach a certain income level, then you'll get more rights. That should be right there taught in every civics class in America. But not everyone. Not everyone will get more rights if they reach a certain income level. But we'll talk about that later on. Uh, tomorrow is election day, which I know is weird for a lot of people because you've already voted. You voted by mail. Uh, you went to a drop box where... Uh, uh, weirdos, emasculated weirdos in camouflage bridges, packing heat, stared at you like you were a pedo in a in a playground. Just disgusting. I don't know who those guys are. I mean, you know, I, if I at one point I thought about driving down there and making fun of them or taking pictures, but taking pictures of them, I'm taking pictures of you, taking pictures of people. No, uh, 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 there are people that have been doing that. But what really? I mean, they have to be paid. You got to be paid. You got to be, you know, not a work. A guy who used to do shit for Disney or something, or ran or a, ran an amusement park ride or something. Made non-union commercials and you got hired to go hang around by mail, uh, ballot drop boxes and camouflage pants with a snot rag over your face, a baseball cap, carrying a gun, taking pictures of people. You know, <laughs> you're doing it all day. First off, you know. You, you don't have a job. You're jobless. You're a you're a jobless loser. If that's what you do. Anyway, I just put mine in the mail. Uh, elections run pretty darn well here in Arizona. Um, 
you see, conservatives kind of made a, somebody kind of bit them back on the ass a number of years ago in Arizona, and they figured out something. And they figured out that uh, a, good, a good amount of people, <laughs> John Cowan says, some of those former Twitter, Twitter, Twitter employees to do. Yeah, yeah. If you were a twit and you worked for Twitter, you know if you work for Twitter, you just set your suck call. I work for Twitter. Sell yourself. Everybody thinks, you know, here's the thing. You are not your job. And you're not your political party. You're not any of that. You are your actions. And if you're running around feeling good about yourself, you're, you know what? You're not if you have, you know, if you are if you're, have recurring roles in a sitcom. You're not a thespian. You are your actions. You are what you do literally when no one's looking. So that means a lot of us are just nose pickers. Hey! <laughs> Um, the Republicans a, a long time ago figured out something that everybody knew for a long time in America, which was that the older people get, for some reason, many of them become more conservative, um, or at least what was liberal at one time is now conservative. There's a lot of that going on nowadays. Um, and that you're going to tend to vote Republican. Older people for many years tended to vote Republican. And that rural people and older people turned out in smaller numbers. If they lived out in the country, they were older. You're older, harder to get out of your house maybe. You're, you're sick, you're tired, you got an achy, uh, achy breaky heart. You know, um, you know, or you live way out in the, in the desert somewhere. You know, where it doesn't really feel like anything affects you anyway. Do you realize it hasn't rained in four years? So they went, well, we got to get those people to vote because if they vote, the Republican Party will stay in power. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to stay in power through election. There's just not. Something wrong with wouldn't be in power by the power of the gun, power of stealing, but through the power of election. So they made it extremely easy. As a matter of fact, they made it advantageous to vote by mail. To be on the permanent absentee ballot roll, which I ended up on. Uh, I moved out here. I always liked to vote in person. I would vote absentee when I was traveling. I realized I was going to be out of, uh, for many years I lived in California. I was going to be out of town. I wasn't going to be able to make it to the polls. So I'd vote absentee. But I had to kind of like fill out a thing saying why for a long time. Then I didn't have to fill that out. They moved to Arizona. And they just put me on the permanent um, absentee roll. I heard that 90%. And this could be wrong, but it's pretty high. 90% of people in Arizona vote uh, by mail. Then a weird thing started happening. A lot of people who used to be liberal got older and didn't really change to be conservative. Or because the people that run Arizona thought the way that we're going to make this state thrive and never raise taxes on anyone is by just having more and more people move here. Plus, we'll make a fucking fortune developing the state which they're doing, and I'm not complaining, but that's what they're doing. They didn't realize that maybe a bunch of people who don't vote the way they want them to vote would move here. When people are living in California and they can't afford to, but they can move over to Phoenix and still just be a 45-minute plane ride from all, from their family and their friends, when you do like I did for two or three, for eight years, travel between each state on a, regu you know, on a regular basis. Well, Bo Diddley, Boy, howdy. State started turning purple. 
started turning purple. Then they started losing some elections. We had some losing some. Look, we had a. When I first started doing business here, there was a Democratic mayor, Janet Napolitano. Democratic mayor. Then uh, Jan Brewer, who was not Democratic, yet somehow uh, went with the uh, Medicare expansion for uh, Obamacare. It's always been a weird place, but the great majority of Arizonans have already voted. So I'd say that the cake is baked in this state, but it's going to be little teeny tiny margins. And I don't understand. I mean, I kind of understand. It's what a general one time said about the premier of uh, South Vietnam. said he might be a son of a bitch, but he's our son of a bitch. And I think a lot of that's going on right now. Because there's no way anybody who uh, has critical thinking skills, which almost all my Republican friends do, is going to vote for Carrie Lake. You know she can't do anything about the border. You know she can't do anything about inflation. You know that. I have a friend of mine who's on a city council in the city, and he goes, look, Tom, he goes, you vote Democrat, you vote Republican. He goes, 80, 90% of the spending, people go, we got to bring spending down. He goes, it's mandatory. He goes, it's just as properly administered. That's all. That's all. So we'll see. We'll see if we have people that make it more difficult to rescind laws that were passed in the 19th century. I don't think a lot of people living in 21st century Arizona want to live by laws that were passed in 1865. Not all of them. Look, there's always the moral ones. But anyway... Tomorrow, and even today, to be a whole lot of voting on. Come along over, whole lot of voting going on. I said, come along over, we got voting in the barn. We ain't faking, whole lot of voting going on. Easy now. Um, there was a kid, let's go to this. There's a kid, I read about this this morning. I'll get more details later. Uh, just got signed by the Boston Bruins. And I don't. I don't care for hockey. I don't care for hockey. It's not even a sport. It's not playing with a ball. Not a sport. Uh, I think George Carlin was the first to say that, and I. But I agree. I agree. Might not have been George. Somebody when I was younger said it. It was funny. But um, signed by the Boston Bruins, pretty big deal. Uh, there's not a lot of hockey players that start out as uh, coming from mega wealthy families. You know, not a lot of mega wealthy, uh, a lot of uh, mega wealthy um, families were going, I'm going to play somewhere I can be hitting a mouth with a puck and lose all my teeth and half the game spent beating the shit out of each other on the ice. I can't think of a worse way, getting having a fight on ice. Maybe a fight in fire. Kid got signed by the Boston Bruins. One of the great teams in hockey. That was immediately let go. Because of something he did when he was 14. What did he do? What did he do when he was 14? What did he do when he was 14? What did he do when he was 14 to ruin his life? Nah. Uh, did he murder someone? No. Did he rape someone? No. Did he beat someone over the head with a hockey stick? No, at least not, unless he was playing hockey. Uh, yeah, I know, I'm saying that. I'm talking about that right now, John. They canceled the deal with him. 
Because when he was 14, he was convicted of bullying someone. Now let's just leave it there for a second. That he bullied someone. All right. John Sandy bullied a mentally handicapped black kid. Horrible. No one's saying it's not horrible. That when he was 14, yes, and I know what he did. He convinced the guy to eat candy that had been in a urinal. That is bad. That is horrible. And he pled guilty and he got community service. That's what he got. Community service. He admitted that he was wrong and was meted out a punishment by a judge, a man whose job it is to put guilty people in jail, etc. And he went on with his life. Now, I have always been a strong believer in don't do the crime unless you can do the time. Thank you, Beretta. And then once you've done the time, you no longer have to deal with the crime. I've always been a strong believer in that. There is a system in place. You do something wrong. The judge goes, you get five years. That is your payment for what you did. You robbed a bank. Uh, you got drunk and ran your car into someone and hurt them. Or you got drunk and just was doing 100 miles an hour and made a cop's chase you and it was your third time. You're sentenced to five years in prison. I don't know if any of you ever spent one night in jail, but it's a long time, just one night. But when you got out, you had paid your debt to society. But somewhere along the way, uh, we've changed it up. Somewhere along the way, we've changed it up quite a bit. Where the debt now has to be paid forever and ever and ever and ever. And at one time, if you were convicted of something, you were a juvenile. You, were, you went to juvenile court. You're tried as a juvenile. You went to a juvenile. And when you became an adult, your record was expunged. But in this case, something he had done, which was heinous when he was 14, but I'm going to, um, I'm going to tell you, it is all I'm going to say is that I have lived a colorful life, which I know a lot of my friends who watch and listen to the show have as well. Um, and I've known people who've done some pretty wacky things. They've gone on to really do some good and fine things later. Some were caught, some were not. Some just came to the realization on their own that what they had done was horrible or wrong. But the question is, if you did something like this, and this was bad, if you bullied someone, made fun of somebody, did something mean, and let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is not right, it is wrong, and I'm glad we have moved away, or are moving away from it. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who... For years to make you look, you can see, uh, I know comics who used to do act outs of uh, mentally challenged people on stage and they got a lot of, they got a lot of laughs off of it. A guy who was running for president of the United States uh, made fun of a, um, a disabled guy on stage and uh, 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 got away with it. In fact, that guy got elected president. And this guy did something wrong when he was 14. Should an action like that at 14 destroy your entire life? Champ de Blasio says, let's face it, he probably was not a superstar or they would have kept him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. 
I agree with Terry Jean. The record should have been uh, sealed. But this is where we begin to really figure out just who the hell we are, man. Who the hell are we? To err is human. To forgive is divine. So let it be with Caesar. How do we feel about this? Because it gets a little complicated now. What he did was something that makes us want to uh, use him for a hockey puck, metaphorically speaking. No human being should be used as a hockey puck. I, I, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. But it, it, it raises great anger with us that um, he did what he did. But does it not raise great anger with you? That um, some of this kid did. It was pretty bad. We know what he did. He uh, bullied and made fun of um, someone who was um, uh, learning unique. By the way, when you sit like that, it doesn't carry the same onus, does it? Was it the only time he did it? Is it what he did full time? Is that, was that his gig? Is that how he got his jollies? I don't know. We have so many people who have done such far worse things that are not held accountable to it. So should this should this guy, you know, just be able to go, look, I was a kid and I did something stupid and I'm sorry and I just want to now uh, go out and swing a stick at um, other guys that have sticks. You know? It's a complicated issue. It's a complicated issue. We're always looking for simple answers. We're always looking for simple answers. So uh, because of mistake he made when he was 14... Is the one thing he was probably good at, the thing he was going to be best at. He might not be great at it, but he's better than any of us because we, we're not being drafted by any hockey teams. Uh, he'll never get to do. Is that right? Is that wrong? Is that fair? Is that justice? And what about you, boys and girls, moms and dads? What are you about? The, you know, he was not sinned. Cast the first hockey puck. That's what I say. He was not sinned. Cast the first hockey puck. All right. Hey, I got some cool stuff here. I got something here to show you right here. Uh, take a look at this. Uh, hey, we got uh, cool. I want to tell you about shows I got coming up. I got a lot of shows coming up. Uh, I got a show that uh, uh, I got a show, always Thursdays, every Thursday, live, local, fun, and free at the Roost out here on John Wayne Parkway in Maricopa, Arizona. Okay, it's a live stand-up comedy right after the football game. You get to see uh, the football game for free. You don't have to have an Amazon. Um, Membership, and then you get free comedy that a lot of people pay a hefty cover for. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you. So we got that coming up this Thursday. Also Thursday, uh, while uh, Liz is running that show, I'll be judging the uh, funniest comic in the universe up at Stir Crazy. Up at Stir Crazy. So we got that going on for you. We got a lot going on for you, ladies and gentlemen. What else? Let me look at my calendar and tell you what else. Do I have anything else this week? I don't even know. I lose track of time. Time has come today. Time. Oh! The 11th, Friday. I'm going to be at Dion's really big show, Unity Through Community. Uh, private secret show. If you want to be part of it, you're going to have to uh, direct message me and I can give you information about it, okay? So we got stuff going on Thursday and Friday uh, for you uh, out here. And then we got a big weekend after that. But we'll tell you about that later on. Because I'm going to show you this. Fantastic Adventures. Fantastic Adventures number 12. It's a 12 center from Super Comics. I had never heard of this comic book company 
and still cannot find out a lot on them. Okay? But uh, this was, uh, could the mighty Zor crush the tyrant Emperor Manuf and his powerful army? See what happens when these two forces clash. And it's it just got the typical cover there. Kind of a super guy. He's like a Tarzan guy. There's a woman that's being uh, helped by the, uh, um, being held by the uh, um, uh, evil hordes. Okay, uh, I got this for a really good price over at Mr. E's Comics. So I haven't been able to find out a lot. I did find out something about Zor, though. I want to read you. And I just, you know, because I was trying to find stuff about this company. And I was having a hard time finding anything about the company. Uh, so um, here's what we know about Zor. And I think that he comes from, this comic book is from 1963. Um... Zor the Mighty appears in two issues. I don't know. So, uh, referred to as Paleothic Man, Zor the Mighty is a protector of the jungle, similar to Tarzan and our Khazar. I don't know who the hell Khazar is. Zor was first sighted in the jungles of India. That makes him different than uh, Tarzan. At some point in his adventures, he fell in love with a woman called Della Parker. Zor and Tra Della traveled to the world of Kaz, where they listen to shitty smooth jazz. Till it bled right out of their ears. <laughs> the world of Dave Cause. It is unclear from this guy whether Cause is some sort of lost city on Earth or another planet. And he, he joined a rebellion against the Emperor Manuf. All right, so this is what we know about the guy. And anyway, in this one, man, the, the chip dies. The girl dies. So I don't know what went on after that. I want to show you something, though. Uh, this is... This is a... Um, this is a, uh, uh, the advertisement on the inner. Usually it's a guy. This was a girl. Tired of being skinny. So, um, DJ Payne just told us he's seen Dave Cos live. So now I don't want to, uh, I don't want to talk to DJ Payne anymore. <laughs> don't let them call you skinny. Invites his beautiful young actress, Quinn O'Hara. Appearing in Hal Bartlett's The Caretaker, starring Robert Stack, Polly Bergen, and Joan Crawford, a United Artist release. So this girl already knew that her acting career wasn't going to work because she was posing for uh, Don't Be Skinny advertisements on the inside of uh, comics. Uh, ask for Weight On. So Weight On is a scientific discovery. Quickly fills out skinny figures, no pads, exercise, or overeating. For women, men, boys, girls, and convalescents. <laughs> it's for women, men, girls, boys, and convalescents at drugstores everywhere. Wait on. So we're going to have to look up wait on now. Find out just what the hell that was all about, okay? So for 1963, Zor, we'll find out more about him later. Our musical selection for the day, ladies and gentlemen. This is from 1988. Is the Four Tops. It's the Four Tops Indestructible. Now, by this time, the Four Tops were a long way from being the hit makers they were and were soon to become the extremely popular, constantly touring nostalgia acts they became. Uh, Levi Stubb was still with them at this time. Uh, this, Their last charting hit was the, uh, the first song on this album and also the title album, Indestructible. Indestructible is produced... Hold on, look at here. By Bobby Sandstrong for Star Strong Productions. 
That doesn't mean anything. But here are some of the other producers that were on this. Because this is when they were with Arista Records. Uh, Albert Hammond uh, helped produce this album. Phil Collins and Lamont Dozier. Uh, Huey Lewis. Um, so a lot of really cool people were involved in the making of this album. But by that time, they just couldn't recapture the magic that was the Four Tops. But coming close to it so we can kind of just hear their last gasp, their last reach. And by the way, you take two or three of their hits. You take Bernadette from the 60s. And it beats out 10 of anybody else's hits. So I'm not putting them down. But kind of the last gasp, they had left Motown. They'd wind around ABC, Dunhill and stuff. Uh, the uh, songwriting team, you know, of uh, Dozier, Holland, Dozier. Was, uh, or is it Holland, Dozier, and Holland? Or is it Holland Days? Holland Days and Don't Doze Off. Uh, we're no longer right by him. By the way, Clarence Clemens played uh, saxophone on this album. Um, Kenny G. How about him, DJ? You ever seen Kenny G? Uh, and uh, Aretha Franklin. You know what? I don't, yeah, they, uh, and on a song called "If Ever uh, If Ever a Love There Was," uh, so a lot of people just wanted to be next and near these legendary singers and all put it together to try to make one more big hit for them. It didn't really work, but they still went on to a great touring career for years and years and years and years. And for me, uh, of all the uh, Motown groups, uh, the uh, the Temptations, the Miracles, and all that, for me, it was the Four Tops. For me, it was that incredible voice uh, that was so gruff, yet so heartbroken of Levi Stubbs that uh, if you don't believe in God, it makes you believe in God because you go, only God can make a, a voice that could evoke that sort of emotion in the way that he does, okay? Uh, but anyway, just so we can hear what they were doing at the end, Indestructible on Arista Record by the Four Tops is our musical selection for the day. Okay. And for if you were a creep or a weirdo in high school... You ought to, uh, you're looking for what your future should be. I would not look at hockey, but do what most people do nowadays and go into politics. Okay, that is our show for today. I want you to thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, ding, ding. We're going to be back tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. With more thrilling tales from yesteryear right here on Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.